This is our second session on Colossians 3, 18 to 21. And we're going to linger over this first command. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. We'll just stop right there and leave husbands and uh, children and fathers for later sessions. Father, I pray that it was, as we try to understand, especially this as and fitting and in the Lord, as it sheds light back on the meaning of submit, you would give us spiritual wisdom. Because I don't think there's any other way to get at fitness than with God-given, Bible-saturated, experience-informed, spiritual wisdom. So I pray that you'd work that in us and use this session to advance us in that wisdom, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before I tackle this, this phrase right here, let me just draw your attention to the fact that this is an amazingly um, shortened version of a longer section together with husbands in Ephesians 5. So in Ephesians 5, you get that much. That's a lot of teaching about wives and about husbands. And in 1 Peter, you get this much teaching about wives and husbands. but. In Colossians, you get this. <laughs> That's it for wives and husbands. So it's very truncated. And Paul has his reasons for why he would uh, do that here. But as far as the church getting the fullness of Revelation, I included those slides here so that you could linger over them if you want to go into deeper detail about wives, deeper detail about husbands in Ephesians and First Peter. But for now, we're just going to tackle this simple statement that Paul provides for guiding wives' submission to their own husbands. So my first question is this as here. Is this as functioning like a because? Wives, submit to your husbands because it is fitting in the Lord. Or is it as in the sense that in this way, wives, submit to your husbands in a way that is fitting in the Lord? And as can do both of those. And I would guess that Paul intends for us to hear it both ways. This is why. Wives should submit to your own husbands, namely because it's fitting in the Lord. And when you realize that there is a kind of fitness that is permeated and informed and defined by it being in the Lord, it also dictates the way it is fitting and the way the submission happens. We'll see that as we go along. So that's my understanding of the word as here. The key thing I want to focus on in this session is just the bigger picture of the word fitting. Lots of people don't realize that in the New Testament, 
there is a strong dimension of biblical ethics or biblical views of right and wrong that is guided by fitness, appropriateness, what is suitable, what belongs, which sounds on the face of it very um, flexible, very uh, nonspecific. And it is nonspecific because there are hundreds and hundreds of actions that you take every day that are not explicitly prescribed or forbidden in the Bible, right? <laughs> I mean, just think of it. Should you slurp your soup or should you eat it quietly? Should you um, cover your mouth when you cough or should you not? Should you exercise certain courtesies by extending your hand and shaking hands or not? I mean, hundreds and hundreds of behaviors that are not prescribed in the Bible. And that's why we have parents, right? We grow up, learn to say thank you, and learn to stick out your hand and greet people, and learn not to put your finger in the electrical socket, and on and on. Some things are to be done because they are suitable or fitting to do. Now, let me just show you this, lest you just take my word for it. Let's jump over to um, and I'm, I'm following this uh, word here, anakin, and there's another one, prepe, and I want to look at two with this and three with the other. So, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is fitting, Philemon, yet, for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you, I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner also for Christ. So, there's an example of trying to get Philemon to do what is fitting. Or Paul in Ephesians 5 says, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are not fitting. So if you say, how do I know what's filthy, what's foolish, what's crude? Paul would say, you need to become a wise person that can discern fitness in the moment. Not everything can be solved by a simple list, right? That word must never be said. That joke must never be told. That talk is off limits. There are so many factors that feed into a choice like that from time to time that we simply must have a, a category called fitting. And in that moment, a wise person will say, this is fitting, or this is not fitting. Now, switching the word now to this word prepe, proper or fitting, same idea. Chapter 5, verse 3 of Ephesians. Sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness, covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. So there's this concept of propriety. Here it is again in 1 Timothy 2, the same word. I desire that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel. And you can say, well, now what is that? With modesty, well, what is that? And self-control, what is that? These are all very uh, loose terms, right? And they vary from culture to culture, time to time. 
And Christians are supposed to be discerning about these things and not blow them off as though they're only culturally determined and therefore they don't matter. Clearly they matter. Not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness. So there's the criterion. And what's a daughter to do as she grows up? She's to learn from a wise, older woman who has lots of experience with what's fitting and what's not, and we teach it. <laughs> I can remember my wife saying to our little three-year-old Talitha, that's not fitting. That way of dressing is not fitting. So Talitha at three would say, that's not appropriate. <laughs> she, she didn't even know what she was saying, except she could tell, mommy and daddy have some standards here that are not written down. They're just what you know from a wise older person. That's not fitting or suitable or appropriate. Here's Titus 2.1. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. So accords with replaces fitting or proper. There is, there's true doctrine, and then there are um, actions and conclusions and inferences and implications that fit with the doctrine. They're not all spelled out in the Bible. You have to draw the conclusion. Remember, I always wondered what the old King James meant here in 1 Corinthians 13 when it said, love is patient and kind, love does not envy or boast, love is not arrogant, or now the King James says, love does not behave itself unseemly. The ESV translates, uh, it is not rude. Well, rude, that means there's kinds of attitudes and behaviors and words that if you say them are inappropriate, or the old-fashioned word unseemly, unbecoming is another old-fashioned way to say it. So all of that to say that when we read here that there's a way for a wife to behave towards a husband in regard to submission that is fitting, Paul is appealing to what you can discern when you know the nature of wives and husbands, male and female, manhood and womanhood, femininity and masculinity. You have to know something about the nature, and you have to know something about the way that relationship is infused with the newness of being in Christ. How do you arrive at an ability to live like that? And I think Paul answers in 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. That's how we get there. We, we must grow up in homes, or if we didn't have good homes, we must belong to good churches where mature people are teaching and admonishing, and the word of Christ is dwelling richly so that wisdom abounds, because wisdom is what discerns fitness. Or one more text, Colossians 1, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking 
that you may be filled with knowledge, the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So you pray. Paul is pleading with the Lord, grant them spiritual, that is, spirit-informed, spirit-guided wisdom so that they will know what is fitting in this world. And I would just say to moms and dads, as you raise children, introduce them early to the category, the moral category, the ethical category of proper and fitting and appropriate and seemliness and becomingness. Because if they don't have it, they won't be able to grasp these biblical teachings and they won't understand how to pursue wisdom. Now, next time, we will tackle, okay, what is then the nature of wife and husband that makes this behavior and this behavior so fitting?